Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Bliss Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz, 418 in the house today. We're going to have a great show. We have two amazing guests. Uh, we have the voice of the WFA National Championships. That would be Brian Sweeney. Mr. Announcer Guy on Twitter and Instagram, and the head person that's going to be running Road to Canton for this 2022 season. Really awesome last year when we had Road to Canton on uh, FTF. So we're going to be talking to him about the excitement for the new additions plus the changes to the show that will keep us uh, entertaining uh, week to week in terms of game of the week and also give us the breakdowns of week to week action in the WFA. We're also going to dive into uh, the former MVP, inaugural MVP of the WNFC, and that's Rashawn Gore. Rashawn Gore is coming in here as she gets ready for the 2022 season with the champion, nine-cup champion, Texas Elite Spartans. So we'll talk to her about what's happening in the sport, uh, USA tryouts, IFAB World Championships, the expectation for the uh, Spartans this season in the Atlantic Conference, a tighter Atlantic Conference with a lot more competitive uh, teams in the Atlantic Conference. And we'll also dive into, you know, the state of the game with her, and she's got a lot of insights there. In the second hour, we're going to dive into the backseat coach, Mark Simone, coming in here. We're going to break down FX Mexico uh, week two. We're going to dive into Liga Elite Monterrey uh, week three. Also going to recap LNFA Femenina in Spain. So that is going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the backseat coach breaking it down for us and taking care of business there. So, uh, we'll dive into that, and then we're going to have Mackenzie Brooks here to dive in NFL trades and everything else that's happening in the sport. So uh, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, you guys subscribing on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Thank you to uh, Diana um, Rangel's uh, fans and all really good reception. Really got a bump on on um, Apple as well. We also had a really good uh, reception on iHeart as well. And thank you to uh, Ricky Jimenez of the Iowa uh, Phoenix and the Iowa Phoenix fans for diving into our show and our podcast. I so really, really appreciate that. It's a really, really exciting um, podcast there. So if you missed any of our previous podcasts, 416, uh, Chris Garza uh, right there. And then uh, we had Santia Deck also on 416, 417, like I just said, Deanna Rangel and Ricky Jimenez. Uh, and then we also had in the previous episodes uh, a lot of the, the talk as we get ready for the uh, WFA. Uh, we also had 383, Sarah Canangelo and Chris Garza once again. 387, Megan Lewis of the Denver Bandits. We had 390, Kelly uh, Smith of the Alabama Fire. 392, uh, Carrie Mackey of the uh, Nevada Storm. Also, uh, Lindsey Cash as well. Uh, we got Rich Daniel of the DC Divas at 397. And uh, Lindsey Carangelo of the Hell Mary Book, uh, 399. Plus the big 400, if you missed it, our big 400 episode with our previous co-hosts, Kishi Free, Luis Bean, 
Eric Brown, Erica Lynn Anderson, and Troy Wilson. All right. So we're going to dive into a little bit of of excitement in terms of the NFL scope of things. Uh, Let me just dive in here. Hold on. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, We're going to dive into the uh, changeover in the Rooney rule that just came out uh, a little bit ago. And so it's uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, You had um, some changes where now you have to have a two women interview plus a, uh, or a person of color or, you know, two women or a person of color. And so that's a changeover. So let me break it down here because I had it on here uh, in a little bit here. Let's double check here. I broke it down and it was just, just crazy how things have, have, have changed, but it's great for the sport because we want to hire everybody, you know, that obviously is qualified. We don't want to exclude anybody from that list. So it's, it's really interesting to see how, um, you know, the changes to the, to the rule are going to be affected by the NFL and how the NFL is going to react to that. And I think it's time for that aspect of it as well. It's time for the opportunities, like we talked about the coaching ranks and the, and the um, offensive coaches, you know, the coordinators uh, not being considered in, in, a, in a pool. We talked about it with uh, Holly Custis before, our co-host Holly Custis. And so it's just a matter of, you know, changes have to be made, and it's just the way it is. So at this point, based on the agreement that was put in place, um, and I'm getting this out from ESPN, all 32 teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season, part of a series of policy enhancements announced Monday to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. The coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial, uh, racial minority. Uh, quote unquote, according to the policy adapted by the NFL owners during their annual meeting and will be paid from a league wide fund. So before it was like an internship type mentality. Now we're really looking at, okay, it's an opportunity uh, to get involved and to be on, on the same scale. So uh, it's, it's nice to see that they're going to get paid from a different pool. And it's great to see that, um, you know, there's opportunities are going to be there. So um, I really think that that's the case at this point. Um, and if it happens, obviously more opportunities, um, even better opportunities like we've had in the past with, uh, um, Jennifer King, coach Lowe and, um, Callie Branson is an example from the, the coaches that came from the WFA or came from semi-pro football coach must work closely with the head coach and the offensive staff with the goal of increasing minority participation in the pool of offensive coaches that eventually produces the most sought after candidates for head coaching positions. So um, it's, it was stated here by um, Art Rooney II, quote, it's a recognition that at the moment when you look at stepping stones for a head coach, they are the coordinator positions, unquote. And we talked about that before, talked about how, you know, how can you not have a diversity in a coaching pool in, the, in that sense where you, you've got to have a diversity in the coaching pool. I mean, it's just a natural aspect of it. I mean, uh, 90% of the NFL is African-American players. And you would think at that point, based on college, based on high school, that you're going to have that same diversity. You're going to have a diversity of uh, people of color that will be uh, willing to go into that job pool. And you can pull from the job pool. But to the same token, as Holly has mentioned here before, you know, it's, a, it's a, you know, who you know and who you can, who can help you get in, into a position and things like that. So, that also comes into play. So this allows some sort of change. So hopefully this is going to get to a point where we're going to have more 
uh, you know, fell besides, uh, you know, Tomlin in Pittsburgh. And uh, before it was Brian Flores in Miami. So there was a situation there where those things, you know, one works out, the other one has had issues with the ownership and everything else. So it's just a matter of time to have a coach or coaches in similar assistant roles, which will count towards the program. Um, but the requirement, all teams represent the first hiring mandate uh, in, in terms of the rule, uh, the Rooney rule named after, obviously, our Rooney, the second's father. Uh, so there's progress in certain areas at this point. But there are only five minority coaches in the entire league. So uh, Commissioner Gardell in February and the league uh, fell short of its goal during the 2022 head coach uh, cycle and pledged to redouble that in the off season. So um, the assistant offensive assistant coach mandate, the league states, uh, added women to the language of the Rooney rule at all levels. It will now read that women and or people of color can satisfy the requirement to interview two external minorities for top positions, including head coach. Women are not required to be interviewed, but they are now included in the fulfillment process. It is possible that a team could interview two white women for an open head coaching position to satisfy the Rooney rule and then make a hire without ever interviewing a person of color. But from a practical standpoint, Rooney said, that is highly unlikely. And the truth of the matter is that as of today, at least there, are, are, there aren't many women in the pool in terms of head coach. Uh, quote, we hope that this is going to change over the years. But for that reason, we didn't see it as an inhibiting number of interviews for uh, racial minorities at this point in time. Obviously, we can address that as time goes on. But for now, we did not see that as an issue, unquote. Really, we're looking to probably uh, at the early stages of women entering the coaching ranks. So we may be a little ways away before that becomes a problem. Uh, publicized a mission statement uh, to encourage and attract diverse members of prospective ownership groups. Statement read in part, quote, the membership will regard as regarded as a positive and meaningful factor if the group includes diverse individuals who would have a significant equity stake in and involvement with the club, in, including serving as the controlling owner of the club, unquote. Statement does not require minority participation in ownership groups. The Broncos will be the first test case. They are in the midst of evaluating interested investors for that sale process. Rooney said it was in his understanding that several of the groups had minority participation. Uh, announced a diversity advisory committee, part of Goodell's pledge to invite outside experts to evaluate the league's diversity. Among its six members is former Houston general manager Rick Smith. It also includes former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey and Pamela Carlton, the founder and president of Springboard. Goodell raised possibility of eliminating the Rooney Rule entirely and starting over, but Dasha Smith said it remains effective in multiple areas. That's been very helpful to our diversity efforts overall. She said, while we haven't seen the results we want to certainly with the head coaching position, we have this season seen results that show progress, particularly in the defensive coordinator rules. A league record 15 minorities are among the NFL's defensive coordinators for 2022, according to league data. Overall, minority coaches now make up 39% of the league total, up from 35 in 2021. There are also a league record 12 women on the coaching staff. So really, really awesome. So those are the changes that the NFL is doing uh, in terms of, you know, enhancing some diversity in, within the league. And we talked about that with the coaches, talked about with, um, you know, how it will affect the coordinators uh, and, and the opportunity there for the coordinators. I mean, you, you have a talent pool no different than a head coaching pool, 
It is a matter of, you know, which defensive or offensive coordinator is uh, really going uh, to be effective at their job and who needs to really be given the opportunity for a head coaching position. If they have the opportunity, they have the qualifications, if they're, no matter the color, I mean, obviously you must try to interview uh, somebody of color, but, you know, at this point, it's just more of a, a situation where you got to get a minority group in, involved, which be Asians, Mexicans, whoever. This is as a talent pool. There is that minority um, need in both coordinator, defensive, and offensive coordinators. And if you have to include um, a woman that's qualified for that, then obviously that's just a you know a bonus to include that. And there are women that are qualified in in terms of offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and positions because now they've played a long time. We have players, obviously, in the WFA, as an example, that are front and center right now in the NFL. There's also opportunities in terms of college and high school where players have done that as well. They've contributed in terms of a high school level or even on a college level, especially now with flag being more prominent in in the collegiate ranks. There's opportunity for that to happen. So uh, great job by the NFL. We'll see if they pull through. It's always good to have the statement. It's always good to have you know, uh, the the uh, idea, the vision, but can they follow through on, you know, on actually the results, in other words? Can the results be attained based on their vision and their goal? And that's been kind of lacking in a lot of ways. So we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit in terms of, you know, how, how, much, how much of a difference that's going to make. Uh, we're also excited. W, WNFC kickoff 2021 will be here uh, this Saturday. April 2nd, uh, we're nationwide on Vire Sports, worldwide Vire Sports, and uh, kind of excited to see how the new season kicks off. Uh, everybody eyeing Texas Elite Spartans out on the East Coast. Uh, we're interested to see how the Rebellion rebounds from their loss at the Nine Cup. Faces and rosters everywhere in terms of the Atlantic Conference and the Pacific Conference. We have an influx of international players from uh, Mexico as well and overseas, from Canada. Uh, so there's a lot of additions on a lot of teams, even Australia. So uh, WNFC front and center this, this, this weekend, so don't miss it. Uh, be at the hub. That's where we'll have everything there, the breakdown, the results, everything that's happening, uh, any live feeds or streamings. We will have those available as well. So really, really awesome. So WNFC kickoff 2022. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see the Atlantic Conference, Mississippi, Alabama, Atlanta, uh, Florida. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that. Um, you know, the the Philadelphia Phantoms, revamp Philadelphia Phantoms, see how they're going to, um, you know, uh, hoist out there. Kansas City on the other side, what their new look is going to be like. Houston, I'm being told, totally different. Houston Heat, so we'll see how that pans out. Also, Oregon and Seattle matching up first week one here. So it's a really, really awesome to have, you know, the excitement that's coming up here. And then another week from today, we will have WFA kickoff uh, April 9th nationwide as well. And we're looking forward to the game of the week. We're going to be talking to uh, Brian Sweeney here in a couple minutes in terms of the Road to Canton show and how that's going to be uh, different this year. Uh, also, there's other programming that's happening in terms of the WFA um, behind the helmet network is doing uh, supplemental work for the WFA. So we're looking forward to see what they uh, do week to week. And we'll share those posts as well at the hub at facebook.com forward slash square beauties. And we'll have uh, everything up to date, just like we do with the rest of the stuff 
in terms of the sport uh, and globally. So it's really, really interesting to see how all those things are going to pan out, how the season's going to go, and the excitement for it's a girl summer because we're just not going to be in the U.S. Even though the focus will be WNFC, WFA as a major focus, uh, we're also going to be in LaFay in Mexico. We're going to be uh, FX Mexico as well. It's going to be being played. Germany is going to kick off as well. Uh, just a lot of a lot of leagues uh, worldwide. They're going to be playing the sport, but we're going to keep tabs on it, just like we do in the second hour with um, uh, the backseat coach, aka Mark Simone, breaking it down for us, giving us the lowdown of what's happening uh, outside of the United States and internationally as well, and how that's affecting the sport. We're covering pretty much 11s for the most part in Mexico right now because uh, Mexico has elevated their, their game to an 11 state. Um, so they're playing more 11s versus arena. Some areas still are playing eight, uh, eight versus eight, just like we uh, in Spain with the seven on sevens. Some leagues are not able to afford that, just like uh, the Brits in UK. But the rest of the, the, rest of the leagues are playing most, uh, mostly 11s. And the opportunity is there to grow the sport in that way because that's where the international competition is going to be, uh, especially in this year when we have the IFAB World Championships. Um, the, a lot of the national team trials are almost completed. Some trials still have until, the, I think, the end of April. But most team trials are completed in terms of pre-selection, uh, where they're still deciding you know, who's going to make the squad and the announcements. Uh, I know uh, Outback Australia was one of those one of those that made the announcement this past week, um, and then you also had Germany in the process still to do it. Uh, Sweden and Finland are also in that process. Um, Great Britain as well. Uh, Team USA will probably make their announcement by the end of the, this month, early May, and then everybody will be set to go, and then we'll see who's on the rosters from what teams and what states, and who's going to be on the the state the biggest stage in in Vanta, Finland. So interesting to see who lands a roster spot. I know um, some of our no-joke football athletes uh, on, on our branding are also on some of the national teams in Australia, some of the national teams uh, in Mexico. Uh, there's a couple a couple of those athletes that are going to be landing. Uh, Diana Rangel, last podcast about the opportunity for her to uh, be on the national squad and whether the final selection will include herself on there. Um, that would be affecting her her start of her league season with the uh, LA Legends, and see if that's you know if it's possible for her to uh, make the national team as well, um, and see if see if she's able to you know go to Mexico or even go to Vanta at this point. So uh, we'll see you know what it transpires on it, and see who who makes the squad and. Um, who makes the squad and who's going to be on each national team because it's important to see who's on there as well. So interesting to see that as well. Um, you have uh, basically a lot of players uh, committing to what they're doing um, and they're committing their, their time and effort. And so uh, I think that's a situation where um, situation where they're going to be, in, uh, you know, benefiting from because, uh, a lot of the players, like in Australia, were already on the previous 2017 team. Some of those are, are new. There's some players that are new, but most of them are going to are returning for a second round, just like in the uh, Great Britain squad as well. That's what they're going to do. They're going to return to a, to an opportunity uh, once again to see if they can compete for a higher level. In Mexico, for example, big time. All of them are ready to go. They really want to get to a, either a silver or gold and compete at the highest level. So. All right, guys, don't forget to go to monkeynightfight.com. 
Use the code NJF to get started. NBA still going on strong. We've got Major League Baseball coming up here soon. And then we're going to dive into the summer with the NFL prior to that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and make sure you use the code NJF. Get a $5 free play to get started today. So we're going to be talking to uh, Brian Sweeney here, Mr. Announcer Guy, on the road to Canton for the WFA 2022 season here in a minute. is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Yeah, don't forget guys, go to Monkey Night Fight, use the code NJF to get started. MLB and NBA ongoing right now. Let's bring in Brian Sweeney, Mr. Announcer Guy on Twitter and Instagram and the voice of the WFA National Championship. Brian, how's it going today? It's going well. I'm uh, getting over a little bit of cold. My wife and I made the mistake of going to sunny Florida last week for a few days and then came back to uh, the 30-degree weather in Minnesota. So you know how that can wreak havoc on your system. But uh, other than that, I am getting geared up for the second season of Road to Canton for the WFA. Yeah, everybody's excited to see what that's going to be about um, and how the program's going to change at this point. And the matches for the game of the week are really intriguing this season. Yeah, we're we're really excited. I mean, last year, the Road to Canton in its 10 episodes reached just over 129,000 people, and it had almost 38,000 views of those 10 episodes. So we're really excited to bring that back this season. Last season, the biggest thing is we didn't really have a time constraint. We we just kind of, you know, we had an episode that was eight minutes long, and we had an episode that was 40 minutes long. Uh, So this year, what we're going to do is we're going to break it down. It's going to basically be like a half-hour television program with a couple spots uh, written into it for media breaks because we have a couple things in the work that we're we're hoping come to fruition. And, you know, if they do, more people will be able to experience the program this year. Now, Brian, the format's going to be a little bit more like TV-friendly, in other words, versus what it was the, the first year? Correct. Yeah, it's going to be a little more TV friendly. Obviously, we're going to have an introduction. Welcome everybody to the show. We're going to go over uh, last week's highlights for the game of the week, maybe throw in a couple other of the WFA Pro Division teams. Uh, Then we're going to have what's called Low with Lois, uh, Lois Clark of the DC Divas is coming on board this season. She, as everybody knows, has a great social media following. A lot of people across the country, whether they're into women's football or not, follow Lois. Uh, so she's coming aboard. She's going to have a segment every week, you know, anywhere from four to six minutes where she's out doing something. I mean, like again, those people that follow her on social media, you, you never know what Lois Clark is going to, excuse me, Lois Cook is going to be up to. So uh, Lois, Lois, we're really excited for that. Uh, we're going to talk about the weekend matchups. We're, we're mostly going to highlight, again, the WFA Pro Division. Uh, we're really excited this year to have 11 teams in that Pro Division. And with the format of the WFA this year, those teams are required to play at least 50% of their games against other Pro Division teams. So it's going to create a lot more excitement as far as that game of the week goes another thing we have new this year is brandy's going to have under her helmet uh, brandy J 
is a person that we are bringing on board. Uh, she has a magazine, and yeah, we're, we're really excited for this as well. It's going to be something new and exciting, and um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much going on this year. Um, it's going to be great. Game of the Week will be back where we will talk about what we have going on that weekend. Uh, this year, the show is always going to debut on Saturdays. Uh, so it's almost going to be like your Fox NFL kickoff type show or your ESPN game day type show. Uh, we're hoping, again, we've got a few things in the work, so we can't spill too much information yet. But uh, uh, Alex Westhead, who filled in a few times last year when Emery could not be aboard, is coming on full-time this season. Uh, Emery, as everybody hopefully knows, is very busy with his college and pro uh, obviously, with the NFL draft coming up, he's really busy, but Alex has stepped up his game, and he, he's willing to come aboard with us. We have a new a new set as well for those people that saw the little preview drop I did two weeks ago. Uh, the new set is there, and uh, yeah, we're really excited. Brian, everybody, I think, is anticipating this, uh, this WFA Pro to really stand out. Uh, I know, you know, the addition of, you know, Nevada, the addition of some of the teams that moved into the return of St. Louis. Uh, so this is really, this is going to be a really exciting season for us to kind of view and kind of do the, you know, the live game game of the week. Uh, I think that's going to be intriguing for the WFA in, in that format and maybe push it to another level. Like you said, the, the, the road to Canton, really the viewership is up. So that means it can only get better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year obviously was a was a learning experience for Road to Canton. I mean, if you watch episode one and compare it to episode ten, you can you can see how we evolved uh, throughout the season from from week one to the championship game in Canton, Ohio. And you know, we took all that information. Uh, I've spent the past few months talking with people again. You know, with the with the set, with the way we're going to incorporate everything this year. Um, it's going to be a much more professionally done show. And as you stated, with, with the addition of St. Louis coming up to the Division One, excuse me, Division Pro level this year, Nevada, uh, Pittsburgh Passion is back this year, and then Detroit, uh, the Detroit Venom is coming to the WFA Pro Division as well. So it's going to be, you know, we have teams spread out across the country now, not just more concentrated on the East Coast with the exception to Cali and Minnesota and, you know, the Texas teams down south. So it's going to be spread out more across the country. And, again, as, as I stated, you know, the fact that each pro team has to play at least 50% of their games against other pro-level teams is going to create for some very exciting football. This is awesome, Dave, because now we're, like, really getting into a, a up-close matchups. Uh, we're really getting into rivalries getting down to the wire before, you know, we only had two or three rivalries and they're matching up. Now it's like at the pro level, like you said, there's a mix up during the, the regular season. Not, we're not waiting for the playoffs to, to have these two clashes. So it's really nice. And then Arlington last year, Arlington, Minnesota, I think was really entertaining. The, op- the opportunity where, you know, the Arlington team taking off, taking on a uh, veteran squad like Minnesota, that was r- really great. Um, so the show from my notes uh, at this point, uh, we'll analyze uh, upcoming matchups, as you said before here. We'll also include two new segments, Under the Helmet, uh, and also Go Lois. So Under the Helmet by the uh, fashion editor of uh, Lux Curves Magazine and founder of 
the Brandy J show. So she's gonna she's gonna do interviews from what I read from the WFA uh, website. So this is kind of nice. It's gonna kind of a mix it up type deal. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, Brandy doing those interviews. I mean, I had so much fun last year uh, getting to talk to coaches and players across the country. And, you know, Brandy's going to take that one step further. One thing that we're going to offer people is on the show itself, it might only be five or six minutes of the actual interview. Um, but then you'll be able to go to the WFA page and see an extended interview with those people that Brandy's talked to if you so choose. Oh, awesome. That's even better. So you get a exclusive access after the after the fact. That's really good. Awesome. Um, Brian, let's get your take here. WFA Pro, uh, you cannot pick Minnesota. Just let's go right out there. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> who do you feel like is going to be at the end of the road when we get to Canton once again this year? I mean, who's, who's your pick? I think Boston will arrive. I'll give you my pick. Boston will arrive. Uh, I am – I'm hoping – it's going to be Nevada at this point uh, that will arrive there because that would be a huge storyline. You know, I, I was going to say Nevada before you did. I mean, the, the fact that Nevada won the Division Three National Championship in Colorado back in 2019, and then in 2020, obviously, we didn't have a season. 2021, they go to Canton, Ohio, win the Division Two National Championship. The only thing left for them is the WFA Pro Championship. So, I mean, it would be really neat to see them at least get to that game this year. Um, their coaching staff, who had a great opportunity to talk to in depth multiple times last year, a few of their players and such. I mean, they're a really solid organization that has a lot of things going for them. And I'm excited to make my first trip out to Reno here uh, at the end of April to see their facility and see how they put on their game. Now, everybody's excited for the international influx of players uh, in almost every every team. I mean, every team in the WFA has international influx of players, so I'm, I'm more excited for that in terms of how they're going to contribute. Are they going to be a focus point every week, you know what I mean, uh, big hitters, et cetera. So it's, a, it's kind of a interesting to see, not that, you know, the regular players in the U.S. are not going to be that great, but, uh, you know, just the fact that there's international interest and there's a lot of players on a lot of teams, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is great to see it's all, I mean, the fact that we are able to get those players here now that uh, COVID is, you know, not quite in the rearview mirror yet, more in the side mirror at this point. Um, but but the fact that we have all these, these, you know, American players across the country that are willing to open up their homes to these international players, give them a place to stay, give them a team to play for. And then when when they go back to their to to their countries at the end of the season, you know, is, is there going to be an opportunity for these American players then to kind of like we have, you know back when you used to have a uh, a student exchange in school? You know, are any of these American players going to go back and, and try playing across the sea as well? Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think it's oppor- the, the opportunity there. Uh, I think the the WFA has made end roads, especially with the WFA International branch now. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, efforts in terms of programs to get players here and get the visas settled and, you know, get the uh, the teams to really uh, help out with, uh, you know, the lodging and everything else. So I think it's it's a great uh, initiative that they're trying to do and try to get the, uh, the feel for the league to grow in that sense. Um, anything we didn't cover before I let you go? I know you're, you got to get some tea and some honey, right? 
because that throat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I just uh, just finished my my college hockey season, and uh, I got a couple weeks here. And actually, this Sunday I have to do a college softball game that'll be on ESPN two. So I gotta arrest my voice so I'm ready for that, so that next weekend I can be ready to go when the WFA kicks off their season. Well, I'm, and we're excited for you as well. Um, I know uh, the women's hockey is big now. There's, it's growing, especially with the, the professional league now in full swing too. So uh, opportunities abound for you. So I know you're busy, busy. So I really appreciate you making the time for us and giving us the breakdown in terms of what we, we are going to expect for the Road to Canton program and as well as the you know what WFA Pro is going to be offering. And we're going to be watching it week to week, uh, yourself, uh, Brandy, and, of course, Lois. And, and all the other WFA stars that are going to be on week to week. Yeah, I, I appreciate your time to, to share this with the fans. Thank you. All right, Brian, uh, get well. <laughs> so, with a heal up, heal up for the next uh, announcement. So, uh, hope it, it's good and get some honey and some warm tea. But uh, we'll be in we'll be in touch. Looking forward to the oh, kickoff in, uh, on April 9th. Definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely night, talk okay? throughout the season. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was uh, Brian Sweeney, uh, Mr. Announcer Guy, on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, basically follow him on the WFA, uh, The Road to Canton. Uh, We'll have the links there. I believe it's FTF still. And uh, like he said, pretty awesome program. They're going to break it down. They're going to break it out. Uh, Different personalities. Alex himself. Uh, We're going to get Brandy. Brandy as well. we got Lois Cook. Uh, I, you know, big time – TikTok influencer and IG. And so really interesting program. WFA is uh, building for it as well. Um, so if you don't didn't know about it, you can go to WFAProFootball.com and you can get check it out right there. The Road to Canton adds more talent. Um, so it was uh, basically the Road to Canton premiered in 2021 after the WFA signed their first national television deal to broadcast 12 games on DirecTV and Roku. The show was created to bring fans news from around the league and analyze key matchups for the games of the week. Uh, hosted by Brian Sweeney here, Mr. Announcer Guy, uh, voice of the National uh, WFA National Championships on ESPN. Uh, also was Emery Hunt, uh, who does CBS Sports Analyst as well. Alex Wetstad as well gave fans an in-depth look at the each matchup, interviewing coaches, top players from around the league, with tens of thousands of fans tuned in over uh, for the show each week on FTF. For the fans' channel, the Road to Canton quickly became uh, the most watched program on the channel platform. Its success was the catalyst for the WFA scoring over 150,000 fans watching WFA Game of the Week. Uh, so with its success, uh, now you will get two more different segments. So you're still going to get the same thing that you got before. Now you're going to have Alex and Brian focal points here, but you'll also include two segments, which is Under the Helmet, under the Helmet with Brandy J, and like I said earlier, Brandy J, fashion editor of Lux Curves Magazine and founder and host of the Brandy J Show, which brings fans up close with interviews with the WFA's biggest stars. Uh, Lisa King uh, acknowledged our players show tremendous passion and courage to step on the field each week, and you won't believe their stories of perseverance off the field. As, um, truly getting to know these women, we believe, will touch a lot of fans and give them even more to cheer for each week, unquote. And then there goes Lois with Lois Cook. The segment of the show will show the, the fun side of the women's football hosted by social media influencer Lois Cook, TikTok sensation, and now Milk Athlete Ambassador. Lois Cook has had a tremendous success giving fans a fun look at the lighter side of women's football. And if you follow her on IG, 
on clitus, cleats and stilettos and on TikTok as well. So looking forward to uh, the personalities, the brand new personalities, the additions to the Road to Canton show uh, for the WFA. And I'm looking forward to see how that's going to interact uh, the rest of the show. But, uh, you know, we're kicking off here April 9th. And, you know, Boston Renegades, Nevada, Nevada Storm. We got a lot of key uh, features there. Uh, Minnesota rebirth there. Uh, A lot of key uh, Arlington impact as well. Cali War. Um, So there's a lot of uh, new rivalries that will be created in 2022 for the uh, Women's Football Alliance. So you guys can go right there to Women's Football Alliance, uh, WFAProFootball.com. Get the details right there of everything that's going to happen down. Uh, Pretty easy redone. You got a redone website there. Uh, you get a, a nice homepage. Schedules will be front and center for you. Game tickets as well. So if you want to go to any of the games there, uh, teams also logged in. You can go uh, by division. Uh, there's also developmental league, which is building up for that. Uh, you also get stats uh, by hosted sports, uh, the national championship in terms of what's going to happen, plus past national championship results from 2021. You get international news with uh, Team United, which is the, the WFA's all-star team, Pete, internationally with other leagues, uh, all-stars. Um, that's part of their WFA international initiative. Um, so a lot of stuff to do there uh, in terms of WFAProFootball.com. So head over to WFAProFootball.com. Get your uh, lowdown right now one week before kickoff as we get ready for the 2022 season in the Women's National Football Conference. All right. Let's go with the here and let's, and let's dive into. Uh, we're going to be having the uh, former MVP of 2021, the WNFC, the Rashawn Gore here in a couple minutes. But before that, uh, don't forget you guys go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash ground beauties. Get the lowdown of everything that's happening in the sport right there as well. Um, so you get everything that's happening right now, especially FX, FX Football Extremo uh, Mexico. We got a couple updates there, uh, still photos from some of the, the talented uh, photographers, uh, Wuro Art Photography, uh, showcasing Leonas versus the um, the Raiders over this weekend in week two. And then we also have uh, a lot of the live streams from FIBA Sports, highlights there from FIBA Sports as well. We, we had uh, La Paria's Mexico also has photos of Mayas versus Pumitas. International international action right there in Mexico as well. And if you guys haven't checked it out, the return of the St. Louis Lamb front and center, your schedule right there. What a schedule for the return of the St. Louis Lamb to the WFA 2022 season. Uh, right off the bat, you know, they're going to get the Columbus Chaos. Then they got Minnesota Vixen, Derby, Derby City Dynamite, and the Boston Renegades. So really tough schedule. Looking forward to the matchups. And St. Louis always entertaining every season on a rebound. Very, very uh, must-watch football from them. They always come to play. They're very, very impressive. And they do a really good job in terms of uh, off-seasons. And then they come in well, well-oiled. So looking forward to see how the St. Louis Slam are going to fare in 2022, especially against, uh, you know, runner-up Minnesota Vixen, champion Boston Renegades and uh, D3 champion um, Derby City Dynamite. So we're looking to see how they're going to fare. So if you guys are inclined to be in the Gateway City, go support the Slam. Go to stlouislamfootball.ticketspice.com, stlouislamfootball.ticketspice.com. 
If you don't know what I just said, go to the hub and just click on the link right there, and you get it set right there as well. All right, guys. All right, and then if you guys are inclined to go to the Nojo Football Shop at Zazzle.com, head on over to the Nojo Football Shop, uh, up to 25% off on tees, hoodies, and leggings. Check it out for the season. Right before that, support your Nojo Football gear all at all games in the WFA and WNFC as well. Um, check it out right there at Zazzle, powered by Zazzle.com. Worldwide shipping as well. So if you're in uh, the UK, Germany, or if you're in Europe, anywhere in Europe, go to Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Just go to the bottom of the page, and you'll see your country code. Click on your country code, and your, uh, your Zazzle page for your country will show up there. You can check out there with your own denomination, faster shipping, faster delivery, and all that good stuff. So check it out, No Joke Football Shop, powered by Zazzle.com at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. All right. Let's see this. All right. Awesome. So there's uh, off-season trades that we're going to be talking about in the in right after uh, the backseat coach, uh, a.k.a. Mark Simone, comes into play. A lot of the trades that are happening uh, now, um, let's see here, talk about these here. I'm going to just pull it up here. But, you know, big-time big trades, especially the money, like the quarterbacks, uh, a lot of the quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, two hundred. Two hundred thirty million. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one hundred and fifty million. Stafford, one thirty. Uh, Kirk Cousins, thirty-five. Winston, fifteen. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, eight. Uh, Marcus Mariota, six. Uh, Terry Bridgewater, six. Colt McCoy, six. Tabrisky, five point five. So a lot of the quarterbacks getting really good attention uh, in terms of what they're going to do, but. Um, you know, who's going to fit well? I think Tabrisky's going to fit pretty well there out of that group of just we announced here. Um, Cousins, still the same. Uh, we're going to see where Mariota makes a difference there uh, in terms of Atlanta. Uh, we have Ryan in Indianapolis. Uh, so a lot of changes happening in the NFL. So we're going to dive into it after the backseat coach. Um, Mark Simone gives us the breakdown in terms of the international news plus what's happening at the hub. So don't forget, you guys, go to Monkey Knife Fight and uh, use the platform there. It's pretty easy. It's more or less is what I play. Uh, you get uh, basically a $5 free play. You know, use the code NJF. You're gonna, uh, Major League Baseball is going to start out this weekend. And uh, you're going to have NBA playoffs coming up this weekend. You're also going to be having um, basically a lot of the sports in terms of soccer. So a lot of platforms on there in terms of Monkey Knife Fight. But you can make some quick money. $5 free play. Get uh, more or less right. You get the prop correct. You can make up to fifteen dollars on five dollars. If you're inclined to put in three hundred dollars, for example, you can make a quick nine hundred dollars. So it's a really easy platform. No sharks. No none of that. It's just easy. Go there. You basically uh, put in your your bet basically in a way with the with the guessing. If you guess it right on the metrics with the player, obviously you're going to make up three times your money. So check it out, monkeyknifefight.com, and use the code NJF to get started. You get a five dollar free play on us. All right. We're going to be talking to the talented Rashawn Gore here in a couple minutes here of the WNFC. A huge, uh, you know, schedule coming up here for the WNFC. We got opening day weekend for the National Women's Football Conference nationwide. A big clash. We have uh, the Atlanta Phoenix taking on the Alabama Fire, one of the major clashes over on the Atlantic Conference style. On the east, on the west coast, we have Denver Bandits. Taking on the Utah Falcons. It's going to be a crucial game for Denver. 
given last year's results. You also have the new-look Florida Avengers taking on the new-look Washington Prodigy. Week one, we're going to be touching base with Mississippi with the influx of their Aussie squad taking on the Houston Heat, new-look Houston Heat, coaching staff and all. We're also going to have the Kansas City Glory taking on the champs. We'll see how the Glory fares week one against the elite Spartans. And then we're going to be having the La Vega Silver Stars taking on the new look and revamped and debuted L.A. Legends. So uh, a lot of excitement for the WNFC Week 1. Seattle Majestics up north, the clash in northwest. Seattle Majestics taking on the Oregon Ravens. Uh, The only team that gets a bye week is, I believe, Philly. will kick off next week. They're the ones that get a bye week. Uh, Phoenix will take on the uh, nine-cup runner-up, the San Diego Rebellion. You're also going to have um, – what else we have? Let's see here on the bottom. Did I miss Did I miss somebody? No, I guess I got everybody. So a lot of clashes, really excitement. Vire Sports is going to be where you want to be, and we'll have the links to all the games so you can watch them right there as well. It should be pretty exciting. So let's dive into the second huddle in the Mikey Knife Fight huddle. We're going to be talking to former uh, 2019 inaugural MVP of the WNFC, and that's Rashawn Gore is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Okay, guys, don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight. Use the code NJF to get started today. And we're going to be talking to Rashawn Gore here of the Texas Elite Spartans. Hi, Rashawn. How you doing? Good. How are you? Um, it's actually how you doing? I know busy, 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 busy. I saw you at the uh, the USA Team Trials and just on the go. What's going on? Yeah, it has been busy. It's been an amazing year so far, and hasn't even kicked off yet. So I'm just excited. Now I saw you in LA. How how's that event with the So Hootie event uh, over with AJ Green? That was pretty cool, huh? That yeah, that was like the first um kind of like promo um one on one deal that we did, uh pop up event. Um and that was a lot of fun. We just flew out to Los uh Los Angeles. It was Super Bowl weekend, so you know, the energy was really uh, amazing and it was a lot of fun. Now, are you off season? How's the off season for you? Just been grinding and just getting ready for this 2022 or you muscled up, a, yeah. you know, new new diet, as they say, a new fitness. Anything changed for you? <laughs> so actually, I was I didn't play last year, uh, last season due to a um, torn rotator cuff. So yes, I had to completely rehab um, and do that. And then you know, I was back in the gym working um, overtime. You know, trying to get back a hundred percent. And I actually have changed my diet. I'm plant based, so. Um, that's definitely something that's been incorporated for me, um, you know, along with my recovery and all those other things that you need to do as an athlete. So, um, yeah, I take my off seasons very seriously. Um, and this one was even more just because I was coming back from injury. Rashawn, was it leaner? Is it, it just, is, is it different to go from a, from a, like a, like a regular protein diet that everybody's on and then you go to vegan. I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people are like, Oh, okay. It's, it's different, but how is it different? Is it, is it that made you better in terms of a recovery state? Uh, I find for myself personally, yes. Like recovery 
Um, just energy-wise, it, it does boost me. Um, you know, I get better sleep. Um, I don't feel as heavy. I don't feel um, so weighed down, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And all my life I've been a three-sport athlete, so, you know, I'm I'm going into, you know, my – you know, later veteran years of playing football, and it's like I, I needed to acclimate my diet to my my output. So that was a big part of that too. You know, not overeating and just eating the right things at the right time. So um, it's kind of a science to it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear from a lot of people. That's that's why I was I'm kind of mentioning it because this is like a transition change. But some some people like really like it to where it's not like your protein-based stuff, you know, that you would normally take with the – it's a totally different mindset, and also the energy levels are different from what I hear from a lot of people. I mean, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet, so I ho- hopefully, you know, I'll be able to kind of dive into it and see how the, that changes everything. But uh, I'm glad that you're doing better. I'm glad your injuries uh, healed up and you're ready to go. And uh, what, a, what a cool uh, opportunity, right? Here we are. Uh, you took a season yeah. off. And the the league hasn't missed a beat. You got grants going on yeah. via sports. Uh, a lot more sponsors coming on. Yeah. You know, you got I funding helping them out. Um, it just seems it seems like it's just growing. Can I say something about that vegan uh, topic real quick? Yeah, go like, ahead. If you if you want to learn something more about it, um, something that really inspired me was a, a documentary called Game Changers. And it kind of breaks everything down, and they have athletes from the NFL on there, MMA fighters, all types of guys on there, and and female athletes as well, that shows their the difference of their performance, you know, versus their meat and plant based diet. So if you're yeah. interested in you know learning more, then that's a good documentary to watch. You can watch it on Netflix or Prime. Okay, awesome. Yeah, appreciate that. I, I know, like I said, it's it's for a sure. game changer for a lot of players because. To your point, you know, if you're a three-sports athlete or even a one-sport athlete, it really makes a difference in terms of your nutrition, right? Your nutrition level goes up and mm-hmm. your recovery time is better and everything just changes, right? For sure, yeah. All right, um, Rashawn, uh, what, what, what do you say about the changes? Like we just said right now, it's just, it just seems like the league is making ends roads and it's going forward and, some of, and they're getting attention, basically. That's what it's boiling down to now. Yeah, I, I, it's catching fire, and it's like I'm smiling right now even talking about it because it's really exciting to see um, all of the um, attention that we're getting. Um, our, you know, league, our, the franchises within our league, everybody just promoing, and, like, we just had – I just got off a fundraiser just now, actually, to raise some mm-hmm. money, and we're heading towards, you know, in the near future of actually not having to do fundraisers. So, um we're being ran like a legitimate business. Um, I think that's something that really separates us from other leagues. You know, um, there's a, a business plan in place to, and there's a goal in mind to have us be professional, fully professional athletes where we're being paid um, and promoted like professional athletes. And it's it's just really exciting to be a part of that. Now, you're, we're, everybody, if you look at it, um, like, people come to our page and they look at it and they look at all the leagues and, and your league is primarily one of the leagues that everybody's looking at. And you're looking at that and they kind of turn around and they go like, is, is this no different than the XFL or is this no different than, you know, all the other men's leagues that pop up in the summertime. Right. And it just seems like it's mm-hmm. that, that pro about it. Right. And then they're shocked to know right. that obviously you're not getting paid. 
<laughs> they're like shocked. What? <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so that's a good thing, right? Marketing wise, that means everybody's getting at the attention level, right? The attention level's there. Yeah. Now we're getting to the yeah, stage sure. where you, want that you know draw. we're going to have to have yeah. the 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 come to Jesus meeting, right? We're just okay. We they don't get paid. <laughs> they perform like the XFL. Right. They're performing like you know everybody everything else, but they're not getting paid. And so it blows people's mind, right? When when you turn around and they they see you guys on Vire Sports, really good product. They see you guys on you know on, on terms of the leg, league website on the socials and everything else, and then come to come to realize that you're not getting paid. <laughs> So it kind of blows their mind. I mean, know? that's what running a that's what running a entrepreneurial business is like. It's like, you know, when you go on Shark Tank, those people they've had success and they want to be brought to the next level, so they need investors. You know, that's where we're at. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's just all part of it, and that's just where we're at right now. And so people, I mean, if they're surprised we're not getting paid, then I mean, we're we're hitting that, we're getting to that, we're climbing to that. You know what I mean? So it's good that they they see see us and they think, wow, they must be getting paid, you know, but that's just another obstacle that we are, um, another challenge that we're having to, that's always been there that we're trying to get to. So um, hopefully it's within our grasp in these next few years, you know. For us, uh, for me and you, we've, we've been on this journey since, I've been on this journey since 2009. You've probably been on this journey way before me, but, uh, you know, oh, yeah. to get to the stage <laughs> of visibility, right, to get to the stage of, uh, what the vision was back in 2009, right? To to get off the recreational mentality mm-hmm. and to really get into a professional business mentality. Um, how do you feel right now? I mean, I, I feel like you're, we're we're almost at that breaking point, you know, where you can just shatter the glass for the fire alarm. Right. Like, for sure. Hello. Yeah. Do you feel Do you feel like we're at that breaking oh. point now? Yes, and that's what I was, you know, that's what I was, to my point, what I was saying, you know, it's like people think that we, we are getting paid, and it's like we're not quite there yet, but, you know, we are, we look the part, we 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 have the product, like we have the prototype, everything looks the part, you know what I mean? So we're just trying to get to the threshold there. Now, are you and uh, putting, up the, putting up the gloves here after this season, or? Do we have a couple more years because of your injury? Of course, that you know hindered you the one year. But I mean, are you at that? Where do you see yourself? In other words, you know, if you are if you are to stop playing, do you see yourself involved into the the league in some format to to enhance the game or to bring more attention to the sport? Yes, most definitely. I mean, I've spent my whole, my entire life playing this game. Um, I'm not just gonna walk away from it cold turkey like that. <laughs> that would just be um, mm-hmm. not in my nature. So of course my, my natural transition is to progress onto coaching, um, or to be, uh, somewhat affiliated in, with the game in, in some fa- fashion, um, whether that's logistically or on the field, you know what I mean? So, um, that's definitely on the forefront of my mind, you know, a couple of years maybe, and then I will transition, um, depending on how this year goes, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to take it year by year and just assess it, you know, like when I come to that, to that point. Harshan, uh, I know everybody was high on, uh, you know, the uh, honoring Coach Q's, um, you know, uh, what a great uh, leader, what a great mentor for a lot of the players, a uh, great friend as well. Um, I know, you know, we've spoken to a lot of the, the uh, elite Spartans before on how he, you know, basically molded each athlete. Uh, can you speak to a little bit about Coach Hughes? 
Oh, Coach Hughes. I thought you said Coach Q, and I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. No. Coach, Coach Hughes, Coach yes. Hughes. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, I was just thinking about him today, actually. He was such uh, an impactful human being, you know, just not having him here this year. We really feel it, and it just feels different. There's, like, a void there. Um, but he's just the sweetest man and, like, gives the best hugs and just a great person all around and, and a great coach. And he gave so much to us and the organization. And it was just like he's like our uncle, you know what I mean? It's like you lost your family member. So, you know, that was a big, um, big loss for us this year. So a lot of us are coming back and just playing for him and in his honor, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. That's what I got uh, some of the players that we talked to and, I uh, talked to Odessa as well. Obviously, he meant a lot to, to her mm-hmm. in general and the, the whole staff, right, uh, of the organization yeah. in general and bringing the level up. from the very and, beginning, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So putting it together and to what it is now. Um, are, you, are you surprised at the amount of talent in this league for this year? It just looks like everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to show mm-hmm. out, show up. You know, Mississippi, Alabama. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. take down your team. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like mm-hmm. a, I'm pretty sure in every locker room they're like Texas mm-hmm. is who we need to take down. It's like literally the <laughs> attitude, right? Right. We've always got a target on our back. I mean, but like what I do love about our our league and what's exciting for me is to see everybody that's just that competitive spirit. Like no one. You, that's what makes football great is that, you know, iron sharpens iron. People that have that competitive spirit and they just don't back down, you know what I mean? So um, it wouldn't be any fun if the, if they didn't have that, that type of competitive um, edge to them. So I love our league for that. I love I love all the trash talking back and forth up, in, you know, up into the games. Like, I love that oh, yeah. stuff and I love our league. Like, yeah, it's just it's the energy is just amazing. And then at the end of the day, we all just like a big family too. You know what I mean? I, I know players from all the teams, you know, and I, I reach out to them and I'm just like, it's like a boost. You know what I mean? We're all sisters in this thing. So yeah, we, we might be going crazy in between the, in the, on the gridiron, but at the same time, we also understand it's a bigger picture to this and that we're pushing the league forward. So it's really cool to see that. Now, international interest, uh, Rashawn, you would think we'd never get here with that, but wow, this year, uh, you know, the COVID restrictions being lifted, uh, man, there's a lot of, from year one, we had like a handful of international players. Now we have, you know, over 30 to 50, I think almost close to 50 players nationwide that are playing on WNFC teams, you know, from Australians to Mexicans to Europeans. Man, Mm -hmm. it's just, this is just been, it's kind of exciting, the fire that's coming from the international players to try to come and compete here. And I think that's just going to make the league even better. For sure. You know, I'm not really surprised. The only thing that would surprise me, like you said, the, the um, pandemic and all the, the mandates and stuff like that. But actually prior to that, you know, when I played in Chicago, we had people from uh, Finland, um, just Europe, Australia. We had people from internationally all over we actually have a couple of Canadians playing on our team right now. Um, and then my former team in Seattle, they had like a Canadian, I think a Mexican uh, p- player that came out there um, and a, somebody from Spain, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. the international draw does not surprise me. Um, I, I think that 
and I actually just, was actually just talking to somebody from like uh, Mexico City or something like that. Um, and um, you know, Leah Kazas, uh, she's in Finland playing abroad. So I think that to grow the sport for women, you know, there's going to be that mix, and and I think that's cool too. So that everywhere it can grow. Now, uh, last uh, the nine cup was pretty exciting. It's kind of a nice weekend from what I gathered from everybody's uh, information because I wasn't able to attend there. You know, the nine cup, uh, the, you know, festivities, it just looked different, you know, the flag events and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, just the fanfare of it, I, I think it's enhancing even the league itself, but also it's just bringing attention to just the, the sport in general that we have arrived. I mean, we want to be at that mm-hmm. at that stage with the national soccer, you know, the national women's soccer league, the national hockey, the national women's hockey league. You know, it, the the big four, yeah. we always equate the NFL, the NBA, you know, uh, NHL, and MLS. I, I really think it's we're at that stage now where we got to be in the same conversation as, you know, as the soccer league and the hockey league too, you know. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, the way that that was set up, that event was run, um, it was run really well. And um, I, I actually didn't attend either, but just I watched the live and I just felt the energy through the live feed and I was like, so excited and pumped up about it and it just looked like it was so much fun and um like I said, everybody being together in one room, all of the teams coming together, it's all love. And you could see that, you know what I mean, that they're excited to be there. They're excited to just show out, you know, and and represent the WNFC. Rashawn, you being the first MVP of the league, I uh, got Gina Magana last year, uh, also MVP, two talented athletes, you guys at the highest levels uh, on two pretty awesome teams, number one and number two ranked teams. I think it speaks volumes to round the league, and I'm just kind of like anticipating who's going to stand out this year, you know what I mean, to be the top dog of the Mm -hmm. whole league. Yeah, I guess you have to wait and find out, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I want to know who's it going to be, right? Because it was last week. I mean, the the last year with each week, it was very exciting, you know, because it was really hard kind of put somebody at that at that level right like who's in the running for the mvp because each week was so unique and there's a lot of so much talent we had a rookie last year named deja green who really like man she really put the league on notice she's special player and it's really a lot of fun to watch her run the ball same with the another one is destiny yarbrough um i mean i love i just love watching people that are it's like watching an artist paint, you know what I mean, when you watch them run the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do. We have a lot of talent um, across the league, so it's going to be fun to watch, and I'm excited for Saturday. You know, when you guys um, live stream on Vire, I watch all the games like I'm watching Red Zone when I'm watching the NFL. So I just I love yep. it. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about you and let's talk about your schedule this, this, uh, this coming season because all the fans are going to be diving in. Not not just yourself, but the the beast on defense, right? Uh, OG oh, yeah. out there, the beast <laughs> on defense as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every, some people like offense, Rashawn, and other people just really enjoy the the defense, right? So, depending on your For cup sure. of tea, I guess. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, the glory, uh, from what I hear from Clo- uh, Coach uh, Black uh, Blackburn out, out there, uh, they are ready for your competition they want to be able to make a statement here um kansas city you know just wants to show up right and uh so you guys are playing oh, yeah. on the road and uh it's their first home game 
So you, you know they just want to put a good show out there. Um, but uh, what, what do you anticipate of Kansas City for this week one? Um, I'm anticipating that they're going to have a stout defense. You know, their defensive line has um, got good size, so and they're, they're physical. So um, I'm anticipating that from them. Um, they've got some smart, uh, smart linebacking core, veteran linebacking core, so we're really prepping for that um, and, and our scout. And so we're just preparing for that aspect as well. And then also I know they've got um, – their secondary, uh, CC is going to be back there. So we're going to watch out for that and um, just prepare, you know, every week like we do prepare. It's, it's an, you know, at the end of the day, it's a nameless, faceless op- opponent. So we're just going to play our game. Yeah, I hear it's a zero zero every week. That's what I hear from a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how true that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, second week, you guys get Houston uh, at home. That's the opening opening uh, weekend for you guys, right at home, April ninth, week two. That's correct. So yeah. they're a brand new, mm-hmm. new new squad as well, uh, revamped coaching staff from what my notes are. Uh, they got brand new influx of players as well from the from international. So uh, uh, new look Houston, new look Kansas City. You guys are gonna get the look get the look at them r- r- bright and early. Yeah, um, scouting week to week, you know. So we haven't. We haven't gotten into the Heat's roster or anything like that or their scheme yet, but um, when we cross that bridge, you know, like I said, we're going to prepare like it's the Super Bowl. So um, whatever their tendencies are, we're just going to key off of that and then, you know, make our our adjustments um, and then keep it like that. So um, every week, you know, it's going to be something different and it's just going to be, you know, dependent upon us whether we can make those adjustments and, and play our game. All right. I'm, I'm uh, triggered on two games on your schedule right now, not to, not to take away from the glory of the Heat <laughs> or the prodigy, but you know what? These, these two games are what we want to see, right? Mississippi, Alabama against Texas Lee Spartans. Okay. Uh, you know, Alabama – very confident, Mississippi as well. Um, this, is, this is the two games, I think, for us fans, for me in general, as, as, a, as a fanatic and an, uh, an analyst here, I think uh, this is where we want to see the class. How well will Mississippi and Alabama fare against the champs? Because this, that's going to be the benchmark for us to see how their programs have elevated themselves. Okay, so... I agree with you. I also, I don't want to sleep on Washington. You know, I don't want to sleep on anybody. To no, be, of course not. To be fair, like to be honest, but uh, I'm I'm excited to play the the prodigy as well. Like we've never we've never played them at all, so mm-hmm. um, that's a game I just want to put out there. But to speak to what you're saying too, the Mississippi Panthers, they are a physical team, and I think that's going to be a really good matchup. And I'm excited to play them. Um, I, I think they're going to bring everything they've got, and we've got to we've got to match that. We've got to come out, and we've got to start fast against them. Um, it's going to be one of those games, you know, where uh, you don't want to make a mistake because it could end up determining the outcome of the game. So um, it's going to be a tight game, and and I think that uh, we both got to bring our A game. Alabama. All right, Rashawn. I know last time. Uh, Rashawn Gore versus Re- Regina Jackson. What, you don't want to miss that, right? You don't want to miss that. Nobody wants to miss that. No. Rashawn Gore against Kelly Smith. Nobody wants to miss that. I don't want to miss that. You know, it's just it's a marquee game. I think it's great. It's going to be on Vire. 
we're going to see it front and center. Um, I mean, this is it. I mean, this is if they want to be at that next level, top ten in the WNFC or even top five, uh, Alabama and Mississippi got to got to take on the big dog, and that's uh, that's a big hurdle, but that's what we want to see, right? That excitement. For sure. All right. Yeah. Are you ready? Um, Are you ready for the Panthers and the Fire? Man, I was born ready. <laughs> You're born ready. Look, the, the MVP here says, "I'm born ready." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Um, I, I mean, they, they got some talent there, right? That's to your point too. We're not just talking to just smack here, but they do have talent, and obviously they're looking forward to, you know, getting better. And that's also going to help the league, right, Rashawn? It's a, if they they can come up with a a win, a big win against you guys, as an example, that also elevates the league as a whole, right? Competitive football, uh, you know, really good matchup, Definitely. you know? Yeah. Um, it's all about playing, you know, sound football, and at the end of the day, you want to see a competition. So, yeah, that's what we're after. Now, over on the west side, before I let you go, over on the west side, um, San Diego, uh, what a shocker of shockers. Uh, they started off, they were grinding, uh, great defense. They weren't they weren't blowing out people, you know, with offense outing, as they say. But but they got the win, right? The win's all that matters. Uh, they take care of Vegas. They take care of Utah, and they arrive in uh, in Dallas to take on the champs. So uh, I know from talking to Nengi and and everybody out there, uh, they want to show up at the nine cup once again. You know what I mean? That's just the way they got they roll. I don't want to start nothing, but I might start something. I just think that Utah was kicking what? themselves for losing that game. Yeah, I, I I don't think that I think Utah just ran out of time on that one. I'm not going. I'm not even going to fake. I, I just think that uh, that's going to be a matchup to to watch. Um, and it's hard to beat a, a, a team like that. You know what I mean? But it was kind of like they just left it out there for them, and uh, they didn't. They may, like I said, when you make too many mistakes, it comes back to bite you in the in the you know oh, yeah. what. So, yeah, I think that was one of those for Utah. So and I know Rashawn, they come uh, back with a vengeance at this, this point, year. They don't get Utah on the schedule for this year, so um, I wouldn't call the schedule easy. But at the same time, if you look at their schedule, it looks like they might just run the table. So that's just from my perspective right now. Well. Well, at the end of the day, they still got to see them in the in the division. So, to get to the That's championship, true. they're gonna have to play them. And That's true. You You're know, right. them two games in, in two days is 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 tough. So, I think Utah, like I said, they're gonna come back with a vengeance. I don't think they're gonna slip like that again. No, I de- I don't think Coach uh, Rick. It's going to allow that. No. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They coach is – he's not – he don't mess around. So, yeah, no, no, no. That's going to be tough this year. That's like that's like making uh, O.J. angry. You don't want to do that. You know what I mean? No. Yep. <laughs> that's facts. All right. Um, I hope you had a good time. I'm glad that you're back from full force and recovered. Uh, looking forward to – you know chatting with you because uh, I saw the great acts at the one-on-one event at the Sohudi event. Uh, there was just a, just mm-hmm. a lot of a uh, competitive, I mean, uh, Joe over uh, Joe Overstreet. I mean, <laughs> she's like a video game yeah. on her footwork, man. I was I, like, <laughs> that girl is like is, lightning. Yeah, she's special. She's, yeah. She's special. She is. I'm like, I look at the video. And I'm like, is that on replay or slow-mo? No, it's not on slow-mo. <laughs> 
how fast she is, you know what I mean? Yeah, her and her and Satterwhite was taking people's ankles. I mean, mm-hmm. they put on a show. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, she was she was good, and then uh, you know there's just a lot of players out there. So it was uh, it was nice to have, uh, like you said, everybody out there showcasing. You know, the one on ones that was just mm-hmm. so entertaining. And, no, and then the I ones heard that they were going to do one on the East Coast. And their expressions. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's expressions they, when they're getting They're going to do one on. Yeah, no, they. It's it's on camera, so you know what I mean. Like you got to put your best game out there, otherwise you're going to get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they're gonna run it back though on the East Coast, so I'm excited to see that as well. Oh, awesome, awesome! That's what we need. We need so uh, we the East Coast, look out, look out. East Coast swing as well. So, yeah. All right. Um, I you hope you had a good time. Uh, hope your uh, fundraising event went well, and I appreciate you making the time today. I really, really do. Um, looking forward to watching you out there on the field once again. And like I said, looking forward to April 23rd and uh, May 4th. Uh, I mean, Re- Regina Jackson, Kelly Smith against Rashawn Gore and the Elite Spartans. So uh, it's going to be on Vire Sports. So you don't want to miss it, Vire Sports and uh, WNFC. So go to WNFC Pro Football, uh, WNFCFootball.com and go over to uh, WNFC on uh, Facebook as well and WNFC Football on Instagram. All right, Sean, thank you again for making the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, hope you stay injury-free. That's what we want, competitive football. And looking forward to the glory on uh, week one here that's coming uh, week. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great night. Okay. Safe travels. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. uh, That's uh, WNFC uh, inaugural MVP, Rashawn Gore of the Texas Elite Spartans. And they're going to be taking on the Kansas City glory week one. So it's pretty awesome. So let's uh, bring in the – Backseat coach Mark Simone into the conversation here as he makes the return to the podcast. Uh, Mark, how's it going? It's great to be back. How are you, Oscar? I'm doing good. I'm hanging out with Rashawn Gore and looking forward to the Elite Spartans this weekend on Virus Sports. So can't be any happier than that. Absolutely. It's uh, the season is upon us. Uh... <laughs> we have arrived, Mark, and. Uh, I know she was being humble there, but uh, I just got to tell you, you know, everybody wants to see Regina Jackson against Rashawn Gore and uh, Kelly Smith against Rashawn Gore. You know what I mean? That just those two talented that's on the field. So those are the two matches oh, yeah. that we want to see, you know, the elite Spartans, Mississippi versus Alabama. Not to take away from the other teams, but uh, this, that's the, the matchups that, you know, we're uh, kind of circling in so far. Oh, yeah, I I was nodding my head as I was listening to you. Like, I definitely, you know, I definitely want to see uh, that Mississippi Panthers uh, Elite Spartans matchup. Uh, I'm very curious to see how that goes. Um, uh, You know, but to Rashawn's point, uh, they have not played the Prodigy before. Now, I I, I would, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's that's quite a distance to travel for a game. So that that's pretty exciting. Don't sleep on Washington's defense. You know, they were pretty no. stout last year. And if you remember, you know, I was pretty upset that they didn't make it into the playoffs. I really thought that they deserved to, to mm-hmm. be there. Um, um, so it could be an interesting game. Uh, it could be an interesting game there. But I think you're right. I mean, Regina Jackson is just one of the emerging stars of the WNFC. And, you know, we want to we see that matchup. 
dig into the, yeah, the I mean, Panthers Spartans matchup. How can you not want to see uh, Regina Jackson against Rashawn Gore? You know what I mean? That's just like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady mentality, Kaiser mentality. It's like it just it's just it, you want to see it. You know what I mean? See how it turns out. But, Absolutely. Uh, should be nice to see that. Um, all right, uh, Mark. Uh, before we get off the WNFC hype here for week one, uh, let's go to the international scene here. Uh, we had FX Mexico week one and week two. We'll recap that right now. Um, Pumitas, just uh, impressive within the two weeks, 32-6 to six in the first week, 12-6 to six in the second week. The Mayas really gave them a, a run for their money this past weekend. But uh, overall, they're 2-0 and on the season. Uh, Mayas coming off that Almost a shutout, but they only allowed a safety to the Thunder Girls in the first week, and so they fall this week to Pumitas. But uh, impressive two weeks in uh, FX Mexico, especially with the Pumitas making a real, uh, you know, top team so far within two weeks. Yeah, the Pumitas are looking uh, very strong. They have scored the most points so far in the league with 44 points over two games and uh, given up the fewest points to their opponents at 12. Um, so in the early running, they're looking uh, like the strongest team. I agree with you that, you know, the Mayas in the first week really had a pretty eye-popping performance, put, um, giving up only that safety against the Lady Thunder. Um, and they did fall to the Puminas by only a score of 12 to 6. So that's within one score. Actually, I am very impressed with the two weeks so far, like only two of the games were, um, you know, more than one score difference in the game. So uh, it looks like it's going to be a competitive season. Yeah. And so far it's looking like it's going to be Raiders uh, who meet us uh, as we heading into week three here. So Raiders will take on Maya. Uh, so it should be a good rebound game for Maya's. The Raiders uh, barely get by Leona's 20, 20 to 14. In, in that last week, but they still are obviously undefeated. So it's, a good, it's going to be an interesting matchup here week three between Mayas and Raiders. Then you got Thunder Girls taking on Pumitas. Um, so, they're, they're, you know, they took care of business last week against the Lobos, 14-6. to six. But the, their offensive uh, output for the Thunder Girls so far is lacking, and I think that that's going to be a problem against the Pumitas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think – um, when they, you know, face um, what looks to be the status defense so far, um, that they're going to they're going to run into some some trouble. I, I definitely feel like um, uh, you can draw a dividing line there uh, with uh, the Thunder and the Lobos and Leonis. I think are probably going to struggle down the stretch uh, to get together some, you know, uh, some wins, multiple wins. Uh, whereas the uh, Pumitas, Mayas, and Raiders are um, probably going to be the top three teams, so not necessarily in that order. So uh, we're looking forward to the two matchups here. The uh, Leonas get the bye for week three. We'll uh, get the updates from FX Mexico as well and uh, all our network partners there. Uh, the other, uh, it was Liga Elite Monterrey, 8-on-8, eight eight, uh, courtesy of FIBA Sports. And so... Uh, Week three, it's 18 to zero. Uh, Black Snakes take down Wolverines. Uh, the Trojans, 35 to 35 to six, take down Authenticas. Uh, Silver Wings, 19 to seven, over the Rockers. Uh, Ravens, 39 to six, over the Wolfpack. 
So coming up this week, it's going to be, um, I believe, the April 2nd. Yeah, April 2nd. So Authentica's Rockers, Wolverine's Wolfpack, Raven's Troyana, Silverwing, Black Snakes. So uh, so far, so good for the Ravens, Mark. So far, so good for the Silverwings in terms of three weeks in the Liga Elita. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well, um, especially the Ravens. Uh, already put up 98 points against their opponents, um, which is more than 20 points than the the next nearest uh, team, which is Troyanas. I think Troyanas is a, a pretty strong team. So uh, that Ravens-Troyanas matchup this coming week um, looks to be uh, pretty pivotal, I think, in, in, in those two teams' uh, um, seasons. Uh, I think it will tell us a lot who um, who's going to rise to the, the top. Um, and it looks like anything, the Ravens are going to have the upper hand. But. Yeah, if you guys missed anything, it's going to be on FIBA Sports, so you guys can go to the hub. So, uh, yeah, uh, Mark, do you feel like Silver Wings and, and Black Snakes, crucial right there also, 3-0, 2-1. Uh, they're probably in the top four. Uh, you know, they're coming off of uh, some big wins. They both put up almost 18 Absolutely. points. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. I, they – they both could have, you know, pretty decent offenses. I, I think the Silver Rings might be a little bit stronger on the defense. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's definitely a pivotal matchup um, for these two teams who have been performing pretty well so far. So we're going to get a clash of the top four teams, to your point. Uh, we got Ravens, Trojanas, Silver Wings, and Black Snakes. So looking forward to FIBA sports coverage of the uh, Liga Elite Monterey uh, this, se- this season. So you get it right there at the hub. Uh, Mark? Dilemma in Spain, we were under the impression that those two games that were pushed back in, I believe, back in February, now were completely eliminated. So there's a little drama there. Um, if you guys got the video there from the feed, from uh, the uh, interview with Alex, uh, Alex uh, uh, Kurvinsky, if I'm pronouncing it right, from the uh, OSAS. So basically what uh, LNFA Femenina did was they eliminate the last two games completely off the schedule and decided to uh, play house in motion, uh, you know, in in this month instead of waiting for May, I guess. So that was a big, big issue there. We had the interview there with Alex about the explanation and everything else. And I, they would not do that to the men's league, Mark. Like, okay, we're just going to just, you know, shorten everybody else's screwed and we'll just put the playoffs now. But – it just keeps happening, especially for women's sports. So it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing whenever uh, scheduled games don't happen, right? Um, and so that's certainly the case here. But these weren't, you know, these weren't forfeits. These were games that, you know, had to be rescheduled because of, um, you know, COVID situation from what my understanding is. And to my knowledge, they were scheduled for March 20th. I, I really don't understand, you know, why they decided just to pull the plug on those two games because, you know, they, they definitely involved teams that were, you know, in the, in the playoff picture. So the outcomes of those games could have, uh, uh, you know, turn, you know, turn the playoff situation around, you know, so it's just not fair to say, well, you know, it probably wouldn't have had any effect. You know, maybe you're right. You know, maybe the favorites of those games would have won. But that's, you know, that's just not the point to make, you know, like an administrative decision 
as to, you know, whether or not those games should be played. So it's definitely a disappointment. And I think to your point, like, this probably wouldn't have happened in the men's league. Um, I understand that the season is short already, you know. Um, so it, it's definitely a disappointing development. Um, but, you know, here we are. Um, now we've got the semifinals. Um, um, you know, um, they went ahead and, and, and played the semifinals. So here we are. What a, what a clash game. Uh, the champs fall to Barbera. Barbera, obviously a staple in this league. At 38-35, you can watch it right there based, uh, on the YouTube feed. And then uh, you also had Osos Rivas Valencia on the last on the last play of the game, 33-32 uh, via Twitch TV. So, Mark, the Demons showed that they're able to compete, but they were, they fell behind, and then ultimately the rookies just pulled pulled the win out. Um, so, you know, it's just just the way it is. But they they deserved it. They were the best team all season, and they kind of showed it here in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. You couldn't have asked really for a, you know a better matchup um, in in both of the semifinal games, uh, but to you know to just kind of get a replay of what's arguably been the best matchup of the season. You know the rookies and the black demons you know faced each other twice in the regular season and then again here in the semifinals, and uh, no you know none of those games were, were by more than, you know, four or five points. So um, it was a, a really, really uh, a great uh, semifinal. And congratulations to the rookies for advancing the championship. Now the other game, uh, Osos, uh, Rivas, we talked about in the, in the past, new team created last year. Now it's in competition this year, just in their, in their, you know, basically their infancy. And so now they, they take on Valencia, who's been a, a longstanding team there as well. And both teams came in with high hopes of, you know, advancing. But uh, to get beat by one point, man, the fire bats, that stings. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and they, it was basically in, like, the last in the last minute of the, the match, I think. Um, it, it, and it was a goal line. It was a goal line stand. It was the classic goal line stand. It's just like if you stop them, you're going to win, and if you can't stop them, you're going to lose. And uh, and so that's what happened. Another another great um, competitive semifinal. It's, but I hear what you're saying, boy. That's tough. That's tough to lose that way. But uh, you know, uh, congratulations to the Osas for for really sticking in there until the last play of the game yeah it was a really great matchup you guys can get to watch it right there uh, via twitch tv right there at the hub at facebook.com for slash grand beauties you can also get the youtube feed right there uh for the uh rookies versus the black demons so both matchups live right there in front and center as well you also get the interview that we were talking about uh with uh the quarterback of the uh, Osos Rivas, Alex uh, Kraskowski, on the unexpected decision by the Spanish League to have the semifinal schedule this weekend and eliminating the remaining matchups. So you get the voice there. It's in Spanish, of course. So if you can muster a little Spanish, right, Mark, you're able to kind of enjoy the interview at that as well as well. Indeed. 
All right. Um, let's see here. What else do we got going on here? Oh, a national trials, Mark. Uh, everybody is somewhat set from what I hear. Uh, a couple of the Euro teams still deciding, uh, I think, till the end of the month to uh, finalize their roster selections. Team Mexico is also in the process of one finalization. USA football is probably not going to do it till May. So uh, all the teams in the IFAB World Championships uh, are almost at that end stage uh, to where they're going to be putting their rosters up, and now we're going to know exactly who's going to be on each team. Yeah, I, I've been checking the hub every day just to see, you know, has there, have, have they made any, you know, final decisions yet? And so I, I'm waiting with a lot of anticipation, and we will have we will have those rosters for you when when they become available. You got to get to the hub, bub. Yeah, you got to get to the hub. Um, we're going to get all our network partners involved with that. Um, we're, hopefully, we'll get some of the final. I know uh, uh, Team Australia already pretty much has their final decisions in terms of rostering. Um, I'm going to shout out to Amanda Hausen and uh, also up there to sh- shout out to um, uh, Christy Moran as well on making the team there in terms of Team Australia. And then uh, there was a summit, Mark, uh, inaugural women's and football summit. Um, that was created and administered by Kay Michelle. Um, so I think uh, brought together everybody in terms of the women's scope, WFA, WNFC, X-League, uh, just a lot of organizations nationwide as well. And uh, I think this is necessary, right? I think this is something to, uh, to strive for because especially now with college flag being such a, a front and center type uh, with the second season coming up here, um, and then you got flag at the international, uh, at the World Games, I think it's important that all these great leaders in both in both leagues start to put that forging effort as one vision, you know? Absolutely. Um and, you know, to have to have an event like that, uh there's a lot of low hanging fruit that same room, just getting to know the other people who are, you know, deeply involved in their in in their leagues and you know their businesses and and, and stuff like that. Um, just just to do the networking is is a big deal. That's that's going to make a big difference. Um, you know, going down the line, and you know, it if they can come to like you know an understa- understandings or agreements, uh, brainstorm ways to to just grow the game. I mean, what a great opportunity that is uh, for the whole entire sport. So very exciting. Um, I haven't heard a lot about what the discussions were, were like. So, but I, I know that we'll, we'll hear more and more about that probably as, as the days go by. So I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit more um, about, um, you know, what some of the output of the summit was. And I know it's going to be a brain, brainstorming type, uh, for bigger things because we're looking at a uh, how do we create a feeder system, right? How do we create um, an opportunities to uh, get girls and women interested into the sport? How do they get the scholarships for flag? How does that flag transition into tackle and how the tackle leagues can benefit from that? And how do we get to a paid stage for the tackle stage, right? That's just always the case right there. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure all that stuff was on the table and um, – those are things that, you know, are, are goals for everybody involved in the sport, I think. Um, so those are definitely very important issues. And, 
um, they'll continue to, to talk about those things. And I hope one thing that they decided to do is would be to have another summit in another, in another year, like make an annual, uh, make an annual thing. Um, that would be, I think that would be very important. Yeah. You had a, a lot of the leaders there, um, both leagues represented there, which I think was a good thing. At some point, one of the leagues has got to be pro, and one of the leagues has got to be, you know, the uh, an NCAA type league, right? If we want to get to the next level, there's got to be a feeder system. If you're going to get to the next level, it's got to be a pro league, right? It's just the nature of what it is in every other sport in terms of soccer, hockey, any other sport that we're looking at, right? So if we want to penetrate the market, and get women's tackle football front and center, just like we do with the National Women's Soccer League or just like we do with the National Hockey, you know, Women's Hockey League, we really got to make that effort, you know, to kind of group as one and make that vision happen. Right. And, you know, and there's enough room for everybody. Um, you know, I have no doubt about that. So um, it, it just, you know, it, it, it takes um, people to share a vis- vision and, um be willing to to work together, and um, I think that's what this summit was all about. So really awesome. Uh, with Lisa King involved there, Odessa Jenkins involved there, um, just a lot of uh, top people that are involved with USA football as well. So uh, just a, a lot of people involved in terms of the sport and, and trying to grow it. Uh, Jody Nettles out in the, from Atlanta. You got a, a bunch of people from X League as well. Yeah, people from flag and things. So it's really, really awesome um, event that happened. And um, and also, Mark, unfortunately, <laughs> there was a fire when that was happening. So maybe that's a good sign, right? There was a fire at the stadium, and maybe they lit Is up a fire. Right? You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, so that could yeah, be. Everybody, everybody was safe, okay, from what I hear. Yeah, everybody was good. But I'm just saying that that might be one of the starting points, right? It's like, okay, they lit up the stadium so maybe it's something for things to come but uh, no everybody was good everybody was safe uh all right um so we're looking for international international uh players this season especially in the wnfc and the wfa and uh so uh looking forward to that uh mark before we get out of here let's do this uh week one wnfc okay let's do this um we get atlanta alabama Okay, this is rivalry week one on the Atlantic coast. Uh, we have no idea. I have no idea right now what what the Phoenix Atlanta Phoenix is going to look like here this year. But uh, we know what Alabama's somewhat about. Um, who do you who are you taking here week one? Uh, I'm going to take an Alabama. I mean, when they faced last year, you know Alabama won 25 to to nothing. Now I don't necessarily expect uh, you know a repeat of that kind of score but I'm going to take the fire on this one. All right. I'm going to go uh, same route. I believe Alabama is in that route. So um, I, I, I think we're both taking that. Um, let's see here on the side here. All right. Let's go WSC. Let's bring in the salty one to give her her take as well. All right, Mac, uh, we're doing WNFC week what one uh, predictions. So welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me. I miss y'all. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing great. Um, are you taking uh, Kelly Smith and the Alabama Fire against the Atlanta Phoenix week one? Yeah, got to. I got to. I got to, Oscar. Um, 
it's going to be a tight margin, though. I'm going to I'm, ooh, I got to take, I got to take the fire by six. That's it. That's all I get. Yeah. Six. I'm writing I'm it taking down. The fire though. Six points. I'm writing all our predictions down so that way we we can get we can get uh, backlash if needed on uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no, I felt that. <laughs> if and when the Phoenix win, and then we, we're going to really get backlash. Well, I mean, this is not nothing we that we haven't heard before. We've made predictions, and sometimes they've been wrong. Sometimes they've been they've been super correct. Full of Point course. being, I'm gonna be or the fire by six rather. It's gonna be a good game though, and to be honest, I'm not surprised if they if this game itself goes into overtime. All right, so the week one right there at we're all taking Bama, so Bama over Phoenix. There we go. Uh, the other one is uh, let's go over on the other side, Mark. Let's do this. Uh, Denver, Coach Terry Lister, eh, eh, FYI there, Terry Lister and the Bandits taking on Rick Rasmussen and the Utah Falcons. So, uh, yeah, this is your benchmark, Terry. Can you make it happen? And, uh, all right, Mark, can he make it happen? Yeah, it's definitely a benchmark game. You know, we've been um, – we know that, that the Bandits are going to um, – you know, be a, be a pretty strong team this year, I think, the Utah Falcons. But, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, this is the game. I mean, it's it's a tough game to come out for your first, you know, for your season opener against, like, you know, one of the toughest teams in your conference. But you know what? You get you you got to know where you stand, and, and that's this is one of those games. Uh, Mac. I just heard uh, from the interview from Rashawn Gore that Rick Rasmussen not a happy camper for this opening week, so I don't think that votes well for Denver. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all right now. Y'all know how I do. I'm the salty one. That's what I do. And because I love to irritate Coach Perry, I'm going to take the Falcons by three. However, I have a lot of friends and, you know, football family on the Bandit team, and they're probably going to, you know, give me a bunch of hell. It's fine. I'm taking the Falcons by three, but I'm not surprised if Coach Lister and that crazy, speedy defense that he has comes back and wins it. But I'm I'm taking the Falcons by three. It's going to be a good game. Um, it's going to be a tough game for both teams. Both teams are stacked, quarterbacks, defense, the whole nine. But it's, I, to be honest, I'm not surprised if this game goes into overtime. Honestly, I got to give a shout-out to my girl, Whitley Khan. Whitley Khan, I love you, boo. Do do work. I'm taking the Falcons though. Louise being her Falcons. Holly Custis in the Falcons. I I'm sorry. I can't I can't I can't go any other way. Hey Mark, I, I can't go against the Hall of Famer, so I'm a, I'm on the I'm on the Utah bandwagon. That's what I said. I that's a As Hall you of should Famer. be. That's the GOAT. She's the GOAT. Look. <laughs> sorry, Bandit. Just the way it works. The way it goes. So uh, we got to be loyal, Look, right? The backseat coach, the, the back coach the is about to come after me. It's fine. It's okay. The backseat coach is going to come after me. It's okay, though. I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared <laughs> to deal with whatever he gives me. I'm with it. Uh, all right. You talk for everybody, I guess, right? Absolutely. So let's do well, that. I'm um, not going to say absolutely, but it'll be a good game. All right. So we're at Utah. Where are Utah for consensus? So, um, Mac, uh, we got the Prodigy, New Look Avengers. Mark said it here. We have no idea how this is this prodigy team's going to work out with their defense from last year. This, I think this is going to be a nail biter. 
going to be tough in the trenches. Ooh, Avengers and the Prodigy. I ooh, I don't know if I can pick. <sighs> Dang, ooh, you know, because my girl, my love, my football twin, that's that's my girl. I gotta go with the Prodigy. My three. That's it. It's gonna be a bloodbath. That I think that game is gonna be more of a bloodbath than the previous game we were just talking about. Ooh, and I, I think I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to take the Prodigy by three. I have to. I have to. Oscar and Mark, I, there's no way I cannot. All right. Um, give me the USA, USA uh, Avengers. I'm taking the Avengers week one. I really think they're going to come out really good. Wow. I'm going to take the Prodigy. I'm, I'm, with, uh, I'm with Mac on this. I think it'll be... I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be six points. But I'm going to take the Prodigy. All right, so we got Prodigy for you guys. I'm taking the uh, the, event, the underdog Avengers in week one. So I'll take the Avengers and see how that works. All right, um, Mac, Mississippi against the new look, new revamp head, head coaching uh, work over in Houston Heat. Can they bring the Heat against the Mississippi Panthers? You know what? I'm going to take the Heat because the Heat, the Heat gave me some competition playing for the Nighthawks last year. The Heat was all over me. Ooh, I ooh, I could have like the Heat defense is crazy, and their offense is, is super high powered. And the thing about the Heat is that they're one of those teams that kind of fly under the radar until people start to realize like, yo, this is Houston Heat is here. And it took me the whole game to realize because they were shutting me down last year. Y'all, I know y'all saw the game. I don't even have to explain to you, but I'm going to take the Houston, the Houston Heat by at least a touchdown or more, honestly. Like, that's it. And that's no knock against anybody else. But I I played against the Houston Heat. Mississippi is a great team, period. i got to take the Houston Heat because of what I've seen and how I've played them before. I, I'm taking the Houston Heat by six, man. All right, Max, you're taking the Heat. You're going with the Heat. Uh, Mark, who are we going with here? It's a tough I certainly hope the Heat can improve on their 1-5 record from last year. But I don't think it's going to start in this game. I'm going to take Mississippi. Last year when they played the Heat, uh, they were 0-2, Mississippi was. And they got a win against the Heat, and it sparked like a four-game win streak for them. It turned their season around. That's one Good of the biggest point. stories of the WNMC last year. So I, I think they're going to go into this um, contest with a lot of confidence and looking to uh, kind of relive that experience uh, from last year. And so I'm going to take the Panthers. All right, I'm going with the Panthers. Shout out to my Aussie girls out there, no joke football brand athletes. So we're going with the Mississippi Panthers. All right. That's good. Um, Mac, the glory, new look glory, Lauren Crouch at the helm. We got Butch Blackman ready to roll. Uh, we already know what, what they're eyeing. They're eyeing Texas Elite Spartans. Um, so, uh, you know, should we wish the glory well, or do you, re- do you, you really feel there might be an upset here? Oh, you know how I feel about both of these teams, Oscar. You, you wouldn't put me on here first. Oh, uh, Coach Blackman. And my homie, OJ, my homie, Dillo, you know, 
my my big homie Destiny Yarbrough. Ah, don't be making no enemies now. I can't. I cannot. Oh man, this is rough. This is rough for me to pick because I played. I played in this in the WNFC for the past three seasons, and it's hard for me to pick going back to a different division or a different conference rather. Ooh. Oh, that's a rough one. Glory and the Spartans. Glory. Ah, I gotta go with Destiny and the Spartans, man. Ooh, but I'm giving them three. How can you not go with Destiny and the Spartans? Destiny's a beast. I, look, look, <laughs> Destiny. Like you know how I feel about Destiny. Destiny is one of my idols. Oh, you know what? Oh, ooh, I just yeah, I gotta go with the Spartans by three, and it's to be honest, that game will go into double OT for real. I'm still giving the I'm still giving the Spartans three points, but it's going into double OT. It'll be it'll be Kansas City D to keep it close. I think that's going to be the key. Mark, do you agree? I don't think it's going to be very close. I'm going to take no, a Mark. On this. I'm a little, thrill, con- I'm a little into, concerned about coming the into glory. Kansas City. <laughs> the home opener. Oh my God! Uh, I have to go with you, Mark. Uh, I don't think uh, uh, Kansas City's ready yet for the elite level. I don't think they're ready yet, uh, but we, you know, we we can be surprised, right? Could be shocked. Time out. I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna cut you off right, Oscar. I gotta cut you off right there. I think Coach Blackman and the Warriors ready. I don't know if they're ready for overtime though. I really, I okay. legitimately Fair. think they're ready. I really, really do. I really do because again, have you? I'm the Mack truck. I I see a lot people put game plan around me, and that's not being cocky. I just. I've played for a while. Everybody knows how I do, what's good, and all that. And that's no knock on anybody else, but Coach Blackman and those glory, those glory women, and of course OJ and Dillo and Destiny and everybody else on the Spartans. That's gonna be a bloodbath. But I can't take, a, I cannot take away credit from any of them. And it's gonna be a bloodbath. But I'm still, I'm still taking the Spartans. But that's not to say. The glory is not ready. You, y'all cannot sit here and tell me that I'm not ready because y'all not on the field like we have been. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a tight game, for real. No, I'm just saying uh, it would be Kansas City D to really bring the bring it down because in order for you to stop offensively, you know, the uh, Spartans, you got to have some D, right? So I'm pretty sure they're ready. They're going to be ready. Well, it's to not even like, both, teams, both teams are very sound across the board. That's what makes mm-hmm. this, this week one matchup for the WNFC very, very interesting because this, this type of matchup didn't happen last season or even this season before. So you literally have to take into consideration how they ended and what they're building on top of. I just – there's no way I can I, – oh, I cannot – I can't not pick the Spartans, but <laughs> the glory is going to give them a game. Like, y'all are laughing. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, y'all are out here on the field like we have been – No, no. We, we, you know, we want like, to give respect I'm you right now. to every team, and we already know that. But the problem is that, you know, when you start looking at it in, in, in a real sense, the reputation supersedes, right? So at this point, until the glory – takes down the elite Spartans, uh, we're giving the edge to Texas. You know what I mean? But like I said, you, you know, you have to give the edge to Texas, but you literally cannot take away credit or reverence or anything from the glory. Everybody knows where the glory came from and what they are now. 
it's period. It's, I just, this game is so hard, and I'm salty that I, I'm just, like, on a side because I just, like, I love both teams. Like, I have homies on both teams. It's just hard to – for me personally as a player, former player of the league, current player of a different league, it's, it's hard for me to decide, but I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a fun game on either side of the board. And I know y'all know that for real, for real. I want it close, tight, and if it goes to overtime, even better. Right, Mark? That's what we want. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would be very pleased with that. Very pleased. Um, Mac, what do we say of these, these legends taking on the Silver Stars? Silver Stars are in their own right pretty much legends from last year almost making that playoff run with Coach Lee and company and Kerry Walters. So um, you got uh, Mo Adams and company out there creating these L.A. legends, and uh, this is no Bobcats, hopefully. We're not going to get the season as we did with the Bobcats. So we'll see what these legends are all about here in week one against Las Vegas. I'm going to tell you this. You can't assume one way or the other with the Bobcats. We learned that the first, second, third, fourth year with them. You can't assume one way or the other. I'll tell you this, though. They're ready. They're ready. I'm just, I, I'm, take, I'm gonna take them by ten points. Period. All right. Fair enough. Mark, Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm taking Las Vegas. Um, you know, they're a known quantity. We know they're very good. They had a really good run last year. Um, you know, and right now we don't know much about the the legends. We, you know. We know about the Bobcats from last year, but this is a different team. It was a different squad, a different staff, um, you know, different ownership. So, so we, you know, we really just don't know where, the, where what we're getting. But this is, you know, this is going to be a statement game for the legends. They definitely are going to be gunning to come out and, and impress. Um, so they're going up against a tough team to, to do it. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, I'm going to give the edge to the the Silver Stars, definitely. I'm going week one shocker. I'm taking L.A. L.A. Homer here. Wow. We're going to go with Dana, mm. Dana Rangel and company. And uh, I'm, I'm taking Box. So I'm, I'm I'm going to take Box and Dana. So I'm, I'm going to go Legends. So you hear me, L.A., don't let me down. That's all I'm going to say right now. Right, Mac? I'm picking the also, underdog here. Don't let me down. Look, no, wait a minute. You, you being a Homer... You only pick L.A. because of the Super Bowl champion. That's right. Stop playing. You, man. And that's not taking away from the L.A. legend for real. I'm just, you know, I'm talking mess. But you only pick now L.A. because you're a tough battle. I agree with Mark. I agree with Mark. I think it's going to be a tough battle. But I'm taking L.A. Let's go L.A. Let's get off the blocks week one. Uh, I know Vegas is going to be hungry, you know, after that loss that last year against San Diego. So, uh should be a good game. So I'm going to go with uh, – you guys are going with San Diego, uh, going Las Vegas. I'm going L.A. Um, Mac, uh, Rebellion, uh, New Look International Mixed Phoenix Prowlers. Ooh, ooh, this is a tough one. God, see, why y'all put me in the middle of these tough ones? Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to go – ooh. Like Coach Mark is laughing. He thinks it's funny. I got to go with Prowlers by six. Something about because the Prowlers, to be honest, and this is a rock on them. What? Yeah, she's gonna. It's fine. They're they're not gonna like me. It's fine. It's fine. I love them to death for real. However, I feel like when when the rebellion is of the underdog, they perform better. That's just me. I've seen it happen, literally. 
I gotta take Phoenix by three. I got to. You know, you know me. I love an underdog. I love an underdog. But something about Ninji Martin, I feel like they're gonna come back. But I gotta take. I gotta take the Paws by three. That's all I'm saying right now. Uh, so me and Mac, Mac, you're going with the same same feel I went with the legends. So yeah, oh, Ninji's gonna roast me later. It's fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> wait for the wood. Wait for the oh, wood. Oh, I'm not ready for that. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I am not going against Ninji Martin. <laughs> I am taking San Diego. I'm, I'm gonna regret this, but it's okay. And that's no <laughs> not, that's no knocking against the Prowlers, but I know what Ninji does. When they're under pressure, oh, oh, nope, still sticking. Oh, I still gotta go with the Prowlers. I can't, I can't. Nope, final decision. Prowlers by three. Ooh. Prowlers appreciate you, Max. The Prowlers just, you just gave the Prowlers hope. That's all I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, Mark. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's tough it's, to go against San good. Diego. I don't know. Oh yeah, it, it is tough. Um, so I, I'm picking the Rebellion in this one. Um, you know, the Prowlers had a hard time getting off the ground last year. Um, they were winless. Uh, I think they're, compared to last year, I think their schedules, they've got a better chance to win uh, a game or even two uh, this year compared to last year. But I don't think it's going to happen in this one, taking uh, San Diego. All right. We got five minutes to uh, close it up. Thanks to Rashawn Gore to come in here to give us the interview. Thanks to Brian Sweeney. Give us the lowdown on the road to Canton as well, uh, breaking it down for us as well. So, Mac, one game left here, week one WNFC, the Northwest Battle, Oregon Ravens, Seattle Majestics. Ooh, Oregon Majestics. You know, I love being the Hall of Famer and Majestics with her old team. Ah, oh, I hate this. Why you always put me in the middle of this stuff? Damn. Okay. You don't think this is funny. I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take the Majestic by 10. That's a large margin because they're, they're, they're pretty evenly matched. Field goal percentage, defensive percentage, offensive efficiency. Yep. All right. I got to take so the you Majestic got, by 10. You got Seattle. Yeah, all right, Nate. Sorry, I had you on hold there, and I was all occupied with my notes writing things down. Um are you taking the Seattle Majestics against the Oregon Ravens? <clears throat> you you know where my heart lies, but I got to tell you guys, I, I I have to be neutral this week because I'm actually going to be on the field. So, <laughs> well, what's awesome. going on? You don't want to get mugged in the locker room? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, it, less the players I'm worried about as much as my fellow officials. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go with the. Uh, are you taking Vegas or LA? Let's just give you one of those picks. I'm with you, Oscar. I'm pulling for the upset, LA. That's what it is. No pressure, LA legends. No pressure. That's all I'm saying right now. No pressure. <laughs> all right, I'll mark uh, Seattle, Oregon. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle. You know, uh, the Oregon Ravens. They counted for um, Seattle's only two wins last year. Uh, I don't see that trend changing, so I'm going to stick with Seattle. All right, I'm going Majestics. I think they're hungry. they gotta, they got to get back into that realm. Um, so I, I think we're taking Majestics as well. So, um, all right, guys, week one, WNFC in 
coming up this weekend. So, Mac, I mean, this is just – it's going to be awesome. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, Ryer Sports, that's where you want to be. Go to the hub. Make sure you're there. Get the links, everything else. But uh, I'm looking forward to week one here and excited to figure out who's going to be the stars of week one from each matchup. So it's going to be interesting. So, uh, Mac, nice to have you back. Nate, always pleasure. Mark, mm-hmm. nice to have you back as well. I'm missing the Hall of Famer here, but I know she's going to be working this weekend. So shout out to her and getting it done over in Utah. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. I'm giddy. Everybody giddy or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm pretty giddy. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I'm giddy, as you can tell, because, you know, I get giggly when my high-pitched voice comes out and the country reaction comes out. I'm excited for this matchup. It's going to be great. We have women right, football we'll across the state. How our predictions turn out and what kind of, uh, you know, as they say, blowback we get from our predictions. So uh, uh, no pressure, Phoenix uh, Prowlers or LA Legends, just to let you guys know right now, we want the W. Put up the W. That's all I'm saying, right, Mac? Mm-hmm. Oscar, you didn't say nothing. That I, don't, I don't believe, period. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, so guys, I'm looking forward to week one preview of the WFA Pro Division next week, and we'll recap week one of the WNFC. So uh, for Nate Ward, Mackenzie Brooks, and the backseat coach, Mark Simone, and the absent Holly Custis, Oscar Lopez here, we'll catch you next week as we preview WFA Pro week one and recap WNFC week one. All right, you guys have a great night, everybody. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50.